knowing how to set appropriate boundaries can make the difference in whether or not your relationship succeeds. The topic frequently comes up in my counseling office, and most people think boundaries are set by telling other people what the limits are. But boundaries are really something you must produce within yourself. Having the confidence to say no to another is one important aspect of creating boundaries. But it begins by knowing what you do and do not want. The tennis match certain boundaries and taking space. When one or both partners do not get enough space or do not feel heard, their relationship would develop signs of trouble. One partner becomes a resentful caretaker while the other feels tyrannized and belittled. One will be alert to the moods of the other, frequently working on eggshells not to upset the other. One may hang to live in other. One may hang to live in order to get his or her way. One wants more together time and the other wants further space. These differences can produce resentment, hurt, and power struggles. When a couple struggles, the inflow of love between them is blocked. Indeed, when they truly love one another. On the other hand, a couple who understand boundaries and who are committed to equivalency and collective satisfaction are far more likely to produce love and cooperation they deeply treasure. Each person has individual requirements for closeness and particular space as well as other requirements to feeling nurtured, understood, and independent within a relationship. Some want the freedom to be close and assured. Others want the freedom to be independent and unfettered. It's essential that you and your mates each know your own requirements and wants, communicate them, and also understand each other. Doing what you want and what you feel are chops essential to creating a mutually satisfying intimate relationship. In comforting, I use the tennis match concept to help couples understand and recognize each other's requirements for space. To keep your relationship in balance, especially, especially if it's new. Neither you nor your partner should do all the calling, all the planning, all the talking, all the partying and all the shadowing. Rather, you need to learn to toss the responsibility and power back and forth like a tennis ball. This can begin in the formal stage of cutting or make a new friend. Begin by making a move to show the other person you are interested in being near. Also, sit and stay for your partner to make a move in return. For illustration, make a phone call to invite him or her for coffee or to join a group going into the, going into the pictures. Or, and also, let him or her make the coming invitation. You can do the same thing in an in a formally established relationship if you feel taken for granted. Just back off a little without drama and your partner will move towards you. However, step up and take the lead or say a simple no if you feel overwhelmed by your partner being too aggressive. The idea is to establish a balance in your relationship which can be delicate to do if you have a strong interest in the other person or the two of you have developed an unstable commerce. Coming on too strong in the relationship may push the other person down or may disguise a lack of enough interest on the other person's part. Do not keep hitting the balls over the net if they are not returned. On the other hand, if you know we hit the ball, not always stay for the other person to do it. You are not playing a veritably good tennis game. Moreover, it's essential that you do your part. Because positivity is fluently interpreted as a lack of interest. 
you can shut communication down. However, you quickly see if if you've been either too unresistant or too aggressive. If you compare what has gone on in the relationship so far to a tennis game, the tennis match following the discussion. The tennis match the tennis match is also central to balancing all your connections and allowing them to find the applicable situations. But I have developed some guidelines that can use understand and promote closeness. Following the guidelines will help you and your partner understand each other's requirements and wants and produce natural boundaries that feel comfortable. It will give it will give both of you the space and balance demanded to show you're interested in what each other is saying and what to hear further. Whether you're online, on the phone or face-to-face, you need to keep the discussion going back and forth, what I call the tennis match. Tennis match guidelines for understanding your partner. Take turns. Take turns. Leave room for your mates to open motives, to express opinion, to gather studies and express opinions. Do not jump right into a silence if it's not your turn. Concentrate. Hear precisely to what your mate is saying. Don't wander off mentally into what you want to see coming. Respond. After your mate says commodity, respond directly to it, letting him or her know that you heard and understood what was said, and if possible, that you have analogous studies or experience. Do not argue. There is surely a space for spirited discussion. In good discussion, but be careful not to get too oppositional. Your ideal is to establish understanding. Return the self. At the end of whatever you say, invite a response by adding, don't you suppose or what do you suppose or make your response to a question. Serve again. If your mate drops the ball, ask a person about something that was said before and give your mate plenty of time to express his or her opinion. Still, you will learn a lot about each other and you both feel you have so much to talk about. If your tennis match goes on long enough, the tennis game approach isn't rigid, but a flexible station that can accumulate to nearly any situation. Say no. When you encounter a mate who is too aggressive and overwhelms you when too numerous words, too important emotion and drama, or too important attention, you need to learn to set limits. However, you also need to learn to step up and hit the ball in your mate's direction. If you're interested in keeping the relationship going, learning to say no or indeed to be silent in a neutral way isn't inescapably easy, but it's essential for avoiding uncomfortable situations. Be polite, but establishment when you say no, thank you, and you stop the other person from when you say no, thank you, and you will stop the other person from assessing on you. Frequently say nothing is a stylish tactic. Say, stay until your busy mate runs out of broom, and also you can make your statement. Still, you don't need bestow, no matter how sad the story is. If no question is actually asked, however, you can learn to be polite and say, I am so sorry, if a direct question is asked. If that is too delicate, say you have to check with someone differently or suppose about it before you answer. However, use email or call when you know the other person will be out 
and leave a polite tone down on their voice correspondence if you have trouble saying no in person. Frequently, saying no is an unconscious test. However, valued or watched about, if you feel doubtful about whether you're being admired, after you say no, if your tone down is handled with respect, minding and consideration, your question may vanish and you may change your mind. Run through a scene of situations in which you want to say no. For illustration with a demanding neighbor, mate or relative, and practice saying no several different ways in your imagination. Watching television and pictures for exemplifications of people saying no with grace and quality. If you can find them, if you look and imitate them.